Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast with yours truly. My name is Kay, aka Khalif, aka K-Day. Y'all know me on the Perfect Blend Podcast, but now we're trying something new. And um, I just recently launched a YouTube channel, so I'm super excited about that. And right now my first guest who's going to be coming on is Mr. Vertan R. Banks. So I'm going to give you a little clap here. You can go ahead and unveil yourself. Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I really feel that this is like a super dope thing. I really appreciate you um, coming on to, you know, my content, my platform, and just kind of sharing your story with my listeners and my viewers and everything. So this is going to be really, really dope and fun. So I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for having me aboard. Thank you. Yes. So, you all, I'm going to give you a quick just background and bio of who exactly Mr. Verton R. Banks is. Okay. So, Verton R. Banks is best known as the diligent medical intern Vernon on the HBO comedy Getting On, starring Lori Metcalf, Macy Nash, and Alex Borstein. Notable upcoming TV appearances include the Hulu show Dollface starring Kat Dennings, produced by Margot Robbie, FX's Snowfall, the final season of The Eastsiders on Netflix, and upcoming Quentin Lee's Commisery. Verton is a graduate of our fellow school, UCLA, and Yale's School of Drama. So thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. So, everybody, the reason why I wanted Verton here is because, for me, I really wanted to just kind of extend my, my what started off as a podcast and introducing my YouTube channel, which is the same thing. Similarly, as you all know, here on The Perfect Blend, I talk about celebrity gossip, you know, social commentary, world things, things that are happening in our community, etc. I love music, fashion, all that fun stuff. So with that being said, I thought it would be cool to bring um, a, a friend of mine um, and also my former mentor as well back in the day in school. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring someone who who is actually a actor (laughs) and someone, uh, you know, y'all gonna put some respect on his name. Okay. That's what y'all gonna do. That's what y'all gonna do. Okay. No, but I wanted to bring someone who, who is in the industry, who, who is actually a talent, someone who really, you know, respects their craft and they've been living their life and they're out here working and they, I wanted someone to kind of just share their experience of what it's like, you know, being, um, you know, who they are navigating through Hollywood, you know, so that's what sort of motivated this conversation today, because I feel that Rattan has not only not only a plethora of knowledge, but also a plethora of experience, concrete experience. OK, like I say, I'm going to put some respect on his name. OK, so <laughs> so Rattan, so tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Um, how did you get your start into acting? Well, the, my start in acting actually started, I started acting when I was five. Okay. I think that was the, my earliest memory of it. Um, like, my sister was an actor, and I just remember seeing her on stage and just saying that I want to do that exact thing. Actually, I said, I can do it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> actually, you could do it better. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just started acting in local things in that way, in the local markets and at school in that way. Uh-huh. And it wasn't really until I got down to UCLA that I started to really, as an adult, that I really started to put all of my energy into it. Right. Um, and I think the beginning was actually, I there used to be this thing called Backstage West. Oh, it still exists. It still exists. <laughs> and I got it, and it used to have a listing of all like the um, opportunities, the audition opportunities that are available, and you just like send them your headshot and resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I kind of got my like my first start was that way. And then they were like. There was like a bookstore that you could go to, which no longer exists. I think it closed down like last year or something. Mm-hmm. Samuel French. And they had this book about agents and managers. And mm-hmm. literally, I just bought that book and I went down the list <laughs> and I was like highlighting every manager and agent mm-hmm. that I think 
would be interested in someone like me. Wow. So so when you say someone like you, can you elaborate more on, on exactly what you mean by that? Like you, you said that I was looking for an agent interested in someone like me. I went, I did the work, I highlighted everyone, but I needed someone who understood me. Elaborate yeah. a little bit more. I, well, I wanted someone, I did buy black queer. Yes. I needed someone that, like not everyone takes on uh, black clients, particularly at that time. Hmm. And, uh, and what I, year was this? What year was this? Just to give give our audience a, a you know, what year? You said that time. So this was... It was probably like 2004. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So, it, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really not. That's really not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> not that long ago. Yeah. It's still... Um, yeah. And... Because you needed to know that they had other clients, so they kind of knew the the difficulties it would be for their clients to get in and to be seen, right? Uh, by casting and producers and networks and studios, right? And so that was important. And when I was looking in, like, through my research using like IMDb and stuff and mm-hmm. this booklet, looking to see where the clients were and everything. Wow. Okay. Did you did you have any so first of all, before we move forward, I just wanna say I think it's so beautiful how you were like, I saw my sister acting at five and I just was like, Hey, I could do this too. So to you, what 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 was like your first moment where you were like, Okay, like this is my career. Like this is something that I'm doing. Um did you have like a moment where you where it kind of hit you where like okay like this is my career like yeah yeah I think it's when my first major major job was on ER the NBC show mm-hmm. um, shout out to ER we know ER <laughs> shout out to ER yeah. and I think I, I was standing there and I was like on the set. And I just had this moment. I was like, oh, my God, I am, like, here and working. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, who was it? It was a vet. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. And um, she had been on the show for, like, many, many years. I need to I need to, to see if I have a picture of us together. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is it a vet Nicole Robinson? Is that her name? No, it was uh, actually a vet Freeman. A vet Freeman, okay. Yvette Freeman, and she um, was on the show from the beginning mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. And I was just standing there, and I was like, this is just, like, a blessing to be here. Like, this is, and she was like, yes, just take it all in. And then that's, it was like that moment that it clicked for me, because it right. never really seemed real and tangible until, like, that moment, standing right. there. And I had been a fan at this, at the time, it was, like, 2005, mm-hmm. and I had been a fan of the show for, like, it had already been on for like 10 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it had been on for 12 years, actually, because I was in season 12. Mm-hmm. And so just standing there was just, it's it kind of reminded cool. me that it's a very special place to be there to actually get the opportunity to work. Oh, so it, it was very much so like a full circle moment for yeah. you. Yes. I realized, oh, this is, this is my life now. This is where it's going to be. That's beautiful. That is awesome. Like, I, I think that stories like that are just so important because it shows people the trajectory, you know, how you could grow up watching something and then you look up and you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm actually a part of it. Like, this is lit. This is lit. It's like, you know, but no, that's beautiful. And I think that it's inspiring to keep people going, you know, regardless of whatever career choice they may have. So really quickly, I know earlier you stated that you needed an agent who understood who you were. And you stated that you identify as a black queer male, correct? Yes. Okay. So with with your identity and, and you know, and you all look, this is this is the woman's studies coming out. It's a term called intersectionality, you guys, where, you know, that basically illustrates someone's entire identity, their race, their class, their gender, you know, their background, their upbringing, etc. And it shows you the advantages and disadvantages that that person will probably experience throughout their life, right? So with you being who you are, what... Let me just hold on. You know, I have my questions here. 
moving around in the industry, moving around in, in, in the entertainment world as a black queer person, did you ever go through like any microaggressions? Did, did you ever feel that like sometimes you probably didn't get a job? Or can you just kind of give us a, a little bit of a background on sort of like sort of like dealing with that, like moving around and kind of wondering like, okay, like, do I have a fair chance like like my peers or, you know, like, am I only getting this because of who I am? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that there are people that will champion you in the industry and there are people that will not. And there are definitely limitations. Like, because of my identity, um, did I not get things? Yes. I'm sure. (laughs) I know that I definitely did. Right. And because, like, being a Black actor, you... Like, they literally, they'll place, like, one Black actor. Right. But then if they put two in the show, then they consider it two or more becomes a Black show. That, wow. Yeah. That's, like, a thing that happens. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's, things are changing than what it used to be. Um, and I've been fortunate where I've been on the show and not been the only, um, the only Black actor on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that has happened. Um, because they're, there's like this imaginary quota in their head that if they have more, then it kind of switches to this kind of like realm and they lose a, a part of their audience, which is completely not true. Right, right. Completely not true. And in terms of your questions about microaggressions, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the industry is that. It's an industry that is kind of based on an image of you. Hmm. Um, Right. Well, you know, they have that same image as everything, right? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's there's always like these these slights and things. If you audition for a a role that they may have written as black, they'll there have been times when they've been like, um, can you sound more more and you're like, What? Can you sound like what? You, <laughs> oh wow. Like, they want to say black, but like it comes out like or street or something like like what does that mean what, right i'm pretty sure there's everyone speaks all sorts of different ways there are right. lots of us we're not one monolith mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the industry kind of funnels it into that particular way and like being queer and auditioning for roles that are gay man then they'll then they'll be like can you Feminine. be more uh-huh <laughs> How you do it? They're like, can you be more? Yes. They want you to film it up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, there are, there's a gamut of every of everyone. Right. Experiences and things. And that's important. That representation is important. But mm-hmm. So there are like those levels. And then there's the, the immediate dismissals. Oh, he can't audition for this because they're black and queer. This this is this part is for like this particular person, which like we're actors. We can do it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. classically trained. Right. We can do it. And right. so there's like there's this immediate kind of like stop. And it only happens for people that are generally like BIPOC people. Black, indigenous, people of color. Right. That That's who it generally happens to. They mm-hmm. kind of step the limitations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, on that. Right. Um, but also, there's another side of me also, which is a part of, because I'm autistic, I identify as being on the autism spectrum. Oh. I never yeah. knew that. Oh, well, let's talk about that. No, because when it when it comes to your, your identity, a lot of people forget... Uh, do do you feel that you being autistic is a disability? Do do you feel that, or do you feel that it's just? Let me. I want to make sure that I'm being respectful because what I'm saying is like a lot of people they forget about individuals who who have certain qualities or traits, or they might be disabled. Or these yeah. are what I'm saying, right? So yeah. do you? I don't know if I don't know how you feel about that. I'm so sorry. I hope I'm not saying the wrong thing here. No. But uh, it's it's very interesting because I feel that. It has always been an asset for me mm-hmm. because it's such a part of me. Like I can't differentiate. I can't remove it. 
it's like black queer autistic those are all wow they're me they're all those things make up me right. and it's something that i would never ever want to remove right yes do, do you feel that that do you feel that that has also played a part with you like working and things like that or do you feel that like uh, people are not understanding per se or do you see what i'm saying yes i learned to work with it Hmm. and use it to my advantage so make it work for you make it work for you yeah i know sometimes that it comes off a little bit it's not for everyone right (laughs) like sometimes and it kind of works into my acting sometimes in in different ways it's 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 not for everyone Mm -hmm. but then everyone's not gonna like you anyway so right (laughs) <laughs> well, we love you here on the perfect blend, okay? So, f what the naysayers say, okay? No, but you know that's really important because I think that a lot of people also forget about um, individuals who are along the, the spectrum as well, as far as autism, etc. You know, and have certain. Um, I don't want to call it a disability. That's not what I want to call it. Can you correct me? Can you give us the proper? Have certain. Um, I'm not as. I don't want to call it that because you're not. That's what I'm so. That's I'm like. Let me like look at y'all. Look, I'm just saying it's not that. You know what I'm saying? So um, it is have certain traits. Atypical. Yes. Someone that that is atypical. Yes, 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 yes. Someone that is atypical. Yes, thank you. Um, Yeah. So with that, with that also being a part of who you are, um, what are your thoughts? on typecasting do you ever feel that throughout your career that there have been times where you haven't been given the ability to really grow outside of certain roles or these what i'm saying how, do, how what's your thoughts on typecasting because i feel like whenever we whenever we watch sorry to cut you off whenever like i watch interviews of like actual you know like other actors and things like that um a lot of them who are people of color etc or they are women etc like they often state how they get typecasted or they're you know <laughs> they had like difficulty kind of moving around in that regard to be given other roles and like other opportunities outside of the same old same old thing you see what i'm saying yes yes i do believe that there well this industry is set on built on typecast there's a leading man leading woman Hmm. and then everyone else is like supporting and so there's always everyone puts into gets put into different categories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um for black actors, we're often just put into a particular best friend category. And that mm. also goes with queer LGBTQ plus. Right. Best friend, never, mm-hmm. <laughs> never the lead. Uh, the person next door, that funny person that says this thing, or right. the person that comes in and does this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very rare that the lead is conceived in that way. Mm. Um, I can see it, that. Historically, yeah. Yeah. It's not conceived in that particular way. Mm-hmm. But there's also, within all those things, there are um, certain things that I'm going to only be believable to play. Like, no one's going to believe me to be, oh, never mind. I was about to say a wrestler, but I'm like, I could bulk up for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, give me the job. Let's do it. <laughs> Right. I wear glasses, so I always go in. I play a lot of doctors. I play a lot of doctors. I think that's the number one profession I play. Oh, uh-huh. but isn't that kind of flattering? Like <laughs> I'm the do. doctor all the time, I right? <laughs> I, do. I do. Representation matters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it really does. I do. I do love playing doctors, and mm-hmm. I play a lot of lawyers. I play lots of intelligence. Right. Intelligent characters. Mm-hmm. I wear glasses. And- right. I wear them too, child. I'd be trying to act like I don't, but I wear them too. <laughs> yes. There are limitations, but you kind of have to try to find your own place. Okay. And that and that's a, that's a rough kind of like thing because you're not a decision maker in this in this industry. Mm-hmm. We are not decision makers at this point. Yeah working on it but we're not so you kind of have to find a way to fit in hmm. um, while maintaining the person that you are that's interesting that you say that you're like you have to figure out a way to fit in <laughs> but still stay true to you. <laughs> yeah. 
That's interesting. Because I, I feel like you always hear those stories of people how they always say how they kind of got lost or they're like, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm trying to, you know, be on the scene, trying to be with everybody, child, and they kind of lose who they are. You see what I'm saying? Or they kind of start to to not really like themselves anymore, you know, because they've probably been in the entertainment world, regardless of whatever role they play in that world. You know, they probably feel that they are not given the opportunity to just be who they are yeah. while they're working. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, it is it is very rough in that every negative thing that you can think about yourself will come across your mind and someone will probably say it or do it to you at some point in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not for the faint of heart. The faint of heart. Right, right. <laughs> and then maybe they'll say it to your face and maybe they won't. It'll be like a sideways communication to you, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. it will break you. You have to be very strong and know that it's just not, not me. Mm-hmm. It is this other thing that isn't you. How, how have you dealt with that when people have tried to get you down or you probably have read a comment or a review somewhere or just being out and about and probably people have said wild things to you? How have you dealt with that? Like, what what was it like? This is another question. What was it like when you first stepped into acting officially and you were kind of getting hit with comments or, or things, rather it be from the public or from people that you work with, like producers, et cetera, or managers or things like that, or agents. How did you deal with that then versus now? Like, do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. I think my approach has always been generally the same. Um, I had a really good um, middle school drama teacher who was in the industry and around the industry. And she kind of just helped us know that we kind of can't take it to heart. We can't take any of it to heart basically. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of helped me and prepared me for the industry knowing that they may be saying this thing. He's a too tall, too dark, too light, too gay, Mm. too, (laughs) too everything, too, just too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but you could just, you can only control the things about, you can only control yourself. Did I learn my lines? Was I, did I believe myself? Right. Those are the things you can control. You can't control how someone else is going to see you. So that's true. So <laughs> it's it, not, it's their problem. It's not your problem. Right, right, right. But you know, <laughs> sometimes people, but people be saying some wild shit. Excuse my French, but they be saying some wild stuff. I'm not trying to cuss because I know you have a manager and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like sometimes people, they be saying like some crazy sh. you know? So, like. You just, you just are, do your thing. Are there mm-hmm. days where it kind of might you might get a little like, oh, wow, this is, oh, wow, you really said that to me. Like, you know, or do you just be like, girl, bye. I ain't done with this job. You know, there there are those days. If you let mm-hmm. if you let it hit you, it will hit you. And there are those days, and I'm like, right, oh, I can't <laughs> deal with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it's only someone's opinion about yourself. Right. I love me, so. And what and what's that old saying that all the all the all the young girls used to say back in the day? Opinions are like what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> opinions are like you know. Everybody has one. Right, exactly. (laughs) Everyone has one. And somebody, like, for example, earlier this week, you know, somebody was dragging me. I'm not going to give them too much attention. (laughs) But, you know, they had a lot to say about me. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Okay. All righty. And that's a life lesson. Blockity block. Not everybody's your friend. Not everybody's going to like you. Right. That's fine. And everyone always has something to say, child. You could could pour the water into the glass a certain way. They'd be like, oh my God, I hate, I hated how you poured the water. I hated how you blinked. The way that you blinked, it just made me itch. It just made me so uncomfortable. I hate you and I'm leaving. Like, you know, people are weird and they just have a lot going on. And it's just like, girl. I can't control that. I can't control it. Right. Okay, so with that with that being said, in your opinion, throughout your career, because you've been doing this for, what, 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, so throughout your career, when we talk about navigating through Hollywood as who you are, do you... Th- I don't even know how to ask this. 
Because I put, how have you navigated the industry? <laughs> but it's pretty set in stone. I'm sure that you go to the auditions. I'm sure that you work. You, you're educated. You have the, the background behind you, first of all. So let's just, let's, just, let's just acknowledge that. You went to UCLA, and then you went to um, Yale's School of Drama, right? So this is actually a craft for you. But in applying that craft and actually having to navigate through the entertainment world, how has that been for you? Have you? Has it been hard? Do you feel like you're always knocking on certain doors and doors are just not opening sometimes? You kind of just got to wait. Is it like a feast or famine thing? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes, it, it is tough. You got, you, this is, an acting job is something that people will do for their whole lives and... It is tough the whole time. Mm-hmm. It never gets easier. That's what I always wanted to tell people, that it, it it never gets easier because I have friends that have won Oscars, have won Emmys, Tonys, mm-hmm. and they will still ask me for a referral to someone else so that they can get another job. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, you have all these things, all these awards and accolades and stuff, mm-hmm. yet I still have to do an introduction to this mm-hmm. other person that I know mm-hmm. so that you can get another job to work. Wow. And I think that happened, the first time it happened for me, and I was like, it kind of depressed me. <laughs> mm. I went, wow. Oh my God. This person. This person is nominated for an Oscar. They're asking <laughs> you're like, they're asking me, but you're on the map, girl. You're like, we do this to get the Oscar. Why are you coming to me, child? Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's the way this industry kind of is. Because yesterday, you could have been this amazing person. But then right now, it's moved on to someone else. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, pe- and people forget about what you've done. You know, the industry is very much so, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, girl. What's going on? And it's getting worse with social media. You know, the, the, the young girls now, they're like, you know, if you don't have X amount of this or X amount of that, we're not paying attention, girl. You're irrelevant. You see what I'm saying? That's how people act. And, and honestly, I think it's getting worse. Yeah. You know, to where people kind of don't respect individuals who, who, who do it genuinely for the craft. Whatever said craft is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. And I, I, which I'm so different than that. Like, one of the great things about what I do is that, and I think about it every time I work, I get to, like you were saying, I get to work with people that I've watched my whole life on TV, mm-hmm. uh, in films and in movies that, that shaped my life and how I view the world and everything. And I mm-hmm. watched them my whole life. And then, I'm in a scene with them. We're peers. We're like... <laughs> that's like... But see, I, I just hope that's like... That's like some some real, like, manifesting. You know, that's like some... But, but you actually did the work to get to where you are. So, you know, I just want... You know, audience or whatever, when you're out there watching this, I think that... Vertan is a prime example of, of doing the work. You have to have the footwork behind it to get to where you want to be. You see what I'm saying? Well, you know, because... I'm sorry. It's that, thing that, it's that thing that I grew up with parents and grandparents that always put in me to, that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Mm-hmm. But but then when and, you slap the queer identity in there and also and then, the autism in there too, it's like we got to work like eight times harder to get in the door. Right, because people, you know, when, when people see people like us, they're like, mm, I don't want her here. You know, who is that? You know, that's how, that's how people are, you know, like literally you, you see it, you see it in entertainment, you see it in academia, you see it in the medical field, child, you see it in all of it. It's just, you know, I think that a lot of people don't really talk about the, um, how people treat people like us. I'll say it like that. (laughs) It it immediately sets something into people's minds Mm -hmm. in some particular decade direction right that have to like course correct them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just to get them to treat you like a like a human <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have to pull them from over here to get to over here where you are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a lot of work to do that I see. But, um, 
something also that happened, I realized, because I kind of had an epiphany in the middle of everything and auditioning for everything about being prepared and, and, and excelling and everything is that they don't really take you seriously. If you're a black actor, it would, it may be changing now unless you are well-trained because there, there is something about, about the training that, validated something in their heads like a certain uh a certain uh like an elite is kind of thing where it's yeah. like okay like oh you walked out of yale or you walked out of this you walked out of afi you see what i'm saying like you know what i mean or you you know like yeah. that kind of yeah yeah it kind of validates in people's minds but i'm like but i feel like i'm the same actor that was before <laughs> well, you, but you know how people in this world are. They're like, you got to be vetted. You have to be vetted to kind of get people to even. Yeah. You got to be vetted to get people to even pick up the phone and respond to an email. You know. Yeah, but I and it see, sucks. Like, like a like a, a like a, a peer that may be melanin absent white. <laughs> Not melanin absent. I love that. Oh, we're gonna use that one. Did you all hear that at the perfect bling, you guys? Melanin absent. <laughs> Shout out to my Caucasian listeners. You know, we do love the Caucasians as well. Yeah. Yes. We, like, we like y'all, okay? They'll take, like, <laughs> like, an improv class. Yes. And now we it. And then all of a sudden, they're a star of a TV show. And I'm like... <laughs> but see, but that that's something that I... It's called politics in my book. <laughs> it, it's called politics, connections, and proximity. Because yeah. you take one class, child, and you didn't get, you got booked. And then meanwhile, you got somebody who's been in school for like eight years yeah. and <laughs> the phone ain't ringing, you know, and it's just like, what's going on? You know what I'm yeah. saying? That is, that is a weird thing about the industry. Yeah. It's never guaranteed to like, you do all this and it's never guaranteed. Hmm. Lots, of, lots of people that I started in the industry with are no longer a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. That's just where it is. Hmm. So, so with that being said, let's move a little bit forward now. Um, what are your thoughts on representation? Do you feel that all representation is good representation? Let's kind of let's kind of pick at that a little bit. Do you feel like there's bad bad representation, child? You know, let's have a conversation about that. Because for me, I feel like to a certain extent, you you need you need representation. Rather, it's good or bad. I feel like you need it, but then once once it's there, you can you can increase it and and shift it and change it a little bit and take it somewhere like, else. Does like, that make sense? Like, there are two points. There's like like rep, like representation in terms of manager agent or representation on TV films. And- I'm talking about representation as far as on TV and and within film. Yeah. Yes. I do think that the medium is very powerful. Like, I watched Jaws so much as a kid that opening scene where Chrissy dies mm-hmm. is killed by the shark like eight billion times. Now, every time I put my head underwater, I see a great white shark. I could be in my bathtub. I will see a great white shark. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's how powerful to do some to create an irrational fear. That's how powerful the moving image is. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so with that, when you have a lot of negative, a lot of negative images, it definitely puts something on people's minds. Mm-hmm. It definitely, like, they may not know it today or tomorrow, but at some point it just seeped in and mm-hmm. changed their mind. Like, that wouldn't be such a problem if you saw us, like, all the time. Uh, exactly. In lots of different facets. Mm-hmm, in lots mm-hmm. of different facets. If you saw... If you, yeah, if you just saw us in lots of different facets, that wouldn't be such a problem. But since we're limited mm-hmm. in the experiences that people get to experience us, then that one moment may be the one moment that they have. Mm. They may not see, they may not even have anybody like us in their life or anything. Right. And that's the one representation that they get. And it it could be, it could be a negative re- representation. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a... It's an interesting place. I, I like have it. I like playing characters that are full, have lots of different lives that are conflicted, like a real person. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
like you like playing roles where the where the person is multifaceted. We can see yeah. all all parts of that person's identity. Yeah. Yes. Um. And so, and so sometimes that per, so people perceive that as a negative, but I always I think it is a positive because when you get that kind of character, mm-hmm. that's generally a lead character too. Right. And that and people are allowed to go on the journey with them. Like now, if you have like a side character who is just on the scene for like three seconds, which is what they relegate us usually to mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. then and something hits really hard in a negative way, I don't think that's helpful at all. Because one, that's not a full representation of a character. That's true. For two persons, mm-hmm. weird caricature. Uh, right. Who you think this person would be or something. You know, they, they do that to the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the black LGBT people a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you only get you only get like ten seconds on the camera, and you'd be like, "Hey, girl," and then and then it's like you're known for that for the rest of your life, and then that's all people see, you know. Yeah. And so that that kind of representation is, I feel, not not helpful. I would just say. I I agree. I agree. Seeing us as human. That's true. That's true. You know, to to a certain extent, there are times where. Like, because I totally agree with your comment, right? But then I'm kind of like, for example, like, with what we have with FX's Pose and, you know, certain shows like that, et cetera, right? Where I'm seeing a lot of our, you know, our fellow Black, you know, queer community, Black LGBTQ plus IA community being represented on television and also Latin as well. Like, you know, we have a few, you know, Latinx individuals as well. Um, where I'm kind of like, okay, so... We're doing the ballroom. We've done the ballroom. But the ballroom is all that you all want. So, you know, I I think for me, I'm kind of like, okay, this is great. Because I love Pose. I'm a big fan. I love that show. That's one of my favorite shows, right? But a part of me, I'm like, I'm excited that Pose is doing so well. Because by having Pose and the representation on there, rather people agree with it or not, although I agree with it, we also want shows like that to open up the door to more representation. These are what I'm saying. Like, yeah. more stories outside of of uh, the stereotypical thing that people think of Black LGBTQIA plus people. These are what yeah. I'm saying. So, you, you get where I'm going with that? Where I'm kind of like, okay, well, some shows, it's like, okay, well, we need that there so we can create more opportunity and more vision to where people might give a Black uh, queer male a leading role. Uh, for example, the movie uh, have you you saw Moonlight, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, that was a good movie. It was so good. What are your thoughts on Moonlight? I think about it all the time. I think about it. All it's the time. such a good mo- no because I just I just love how that movie like made me cry because I just was like, this is what we need to see. We need to see this. Like let's let's delve deeper into that person and let's give that person the full light. Why are you guys so afraid to give that person the full light? Like I don't understand. I'm so afraid. I, 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 they, and it's interesting because I feel that the industry will often say, "Oh, it doesn't make money. Oh, people won't watch it." It doesn't make money to you because you don't like it, child, or maybe it's not attractive to you. But people are curious about these things. Yeah, the numbers don't follow with these things that keep being said. They always talk about like, like diverse. Pass, don't make a lot of money. But then, what's the biggest movie franchise for Universal right now? It's The Fast and the Furious. Which you look at that, it's like everybody. Numbers out of the rules, are right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, <sighs> there's always like this dismissal that kind of like happens, but there aren't facts to back it up. Well, well, we know where that comes from, though. You know, yeah. you and I, we <laughs> talked in the past about the whole studio system, about you know some of the. Uh, I don't want to, I guess, I don't know if it's racism or what, but there, there, that, you know, I feel like that's sort of the backdrop, you know what I'm saying, that kind of blocks all people of color, not just black people, but, you know, we don't really have a, a lot of, you know, Asian actors, we don't have a lot of Latinx ones that have crossed over into Latin, you know, Hispanic that have crossed over into mainstream, you see what I'm saying, things like that where you, you only see like one or two who are kind of here, and then they kind of, and then they kind of vanish away, you know. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know. I, I also wanted to speak about the importance of Pose, like. And it's it a very started, important show. It, yeah, it starts in the ballroom, but I think with Stephen and with Ryan, Stephen Canal and, and Janet Mock Murphy, mm-hmm. 
Steven, you see Lake Bruin. Mm-hmm. And Janet Mock, too. And Janet Mock, too. Yeah, we got to give Mock. our girl Janet Mock, yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something very smart about that. And, and because it allows people to see full characters, full people experiencing life in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. And the representation is pretty wide on the show. It is, yeah. And also, and I think... With people branching off, like Angelica Ross branching off into the American Horror Story, I think that's amazing because... Mm. Shout out to Angelica. We love Angelica here at The Perfect Blend. We love Angelica. We love Angelica. You get a Yes Queen Award. Okay, I, I do something called the Yes Queen Award on my on my podcast. On my So we're going to bring that to the YouTube channel. Angelica, you get a Yes Queen Award. Yes. That's where I just kind of highlight... A, yes! <laughs> you get a Yes Queen Award. That That's where I kind of highlight you know, woman in the community, rather they're cis or trans, any any woman that I feel is like really out here, or femme, that I feel is really out here kind of, you know, killing the game. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Angelica. She's doing, I, I feel like she's one of the ones, in my opinion, who has like worked her tail off to get where yeah. she is. And it's it's just so beautiful to see her like come into herself. It's I just love it. I feel like I don't even know her personally, but I'm just like I feel like I do. I'm like, girl, we've been riding with you since you know 2007, 2008. Girl, back in the day on Twitter, okay, you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, but yeah, I agree. You know, I want to I want to clear up what I said earlier. I wasn't trying to say that pose is not enough. It is, but I'm just saying you know it it's a great show because it it opens the door for more. Although there is already so much there on that particular show, right? But for me, I don't want it to stop there, you know? I want it to keep going. You know, that's only the... You know what I'm saying? So I think that's sort of where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of the best shows that I've ever watched in my life. Like, literally, like... It's amazing. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to our next question here. I know we're wrapping up very soon. Um, you said, I was going to ask you what type of roles do you often play, but you said you often play doctor roles. Are there any other roles that you certain play, like, like, I'm sorry, that you typically play all the time or like other ones? Yeah, I can, I, I can handle technical language. So mm-hmm. scientists, doctors, all those mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. like things, um, yeah, I go in for a lot. Um, I'm cisgender, so I go in for a lot. I tend to go in for a lot of straight roles too. A lot of the doctor stuff that I go in for, but I change them to be queer. <laughs> oh wow! I love that. <laughs> just, just because I decide, because if it's not written in the script any mm-hmm. specific way, my default is queer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think my part on and Dollface is one of those kind of like parts that wasn't written as queer gay and i definitely made like his backstory and everything it's definitely gay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> i love that it wasn't that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that's something that um lgbtq plus qia actors bring to the table really right it's like um you can decide to make this and either they'll go with it or they won't. Mm. <laughs> but hopefully they go with it and it broadens their perspective of who it is. Because on the show, I'm um, essentially Kat Denning's landlord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love and that. She lives in my the guest house that my grandmother used to live in on the show. Which mm-hmm. is another interesting thing because I had never experienced having a character that, that had an idea of a family life. Right. That's true. And that's a very big kind of like component. Right. Usually like a black or queer character or the combination of both. You don't hear anything about their family. Right. Anything about husbands, mm-hmm. girlfriends, boyfriends. Personal any, stuff. Any, yeah. Siblings, mm-hmm. anything you never hear about any of this stuff. Right. Any of these parts. That's <laughs> true. That, it's like, oh. Mm hmm. You know what's so interesting as you say that? It makes me think about the show Insecure with Issa Rae. You know, in, Issa's brother, her brother, he he's gay. And I loved, I loved sort of having his placement on the show as a black gay man on the show. 
and just kind of like I I can't wait till the next season because I feel like this season they actually kind of incorporated him a little bit more. Like, you know, they did like one or two episodes where she was more so with him and her family and her mom a lot, you know. So although we don't, I, I want to focus on him too. I'm like, who are you dating? I'm like, I want us to, and, not, and even outside of who are you dating, but I want to just, I don't know. I want to see more of him too. You know, it's certain characters on these shows where I'm like, oh my God, I want to see, I want to know more about you. Like I want to dig more into, you know, who you are too, outside of you being the gay brother or the cousin and who you're sleeping with. You know, like I also want to just know about your perspective and how you you may perceive Issa and her friends, et cetera. Or you see what I'm saying? Or like your struggles. You, you see what I'm saying? Within the, yeah. within that character on the show. I want to see that too. I'm going to play his boyfriend. <laughs> yes. you Look, they probably taking off. Issa, if you watching The Perfect Blend on YouTube, child, get at Mr. Breton our base, okay? You know, Issa quick to pick up the phone, child. Shout out to Issa and Amanda, okay? You know, I love Amanda. But but no, for real. Like I think that would be fantastic because it's like you need we I don't know. I just I I feel like we're getting there though in a weird way. Like I feel like one day we're going to just I just want characters to have depth. Like I want more. Like I'm tired of us being a friend. You know, I'm tired of us, you know, on beauty shop, you know, we we the gay boy or you know what I'm saying like we're the or the trans girl or you know what I'm saying we ain't got no family. It's the same. You know what I'm saying it's the same thing, you know. But but those but those pieces are also important. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that also comes to the part, the part about the responsibility of actors and artists that we're creating these things for ourselves. Everything that I'm writing now, mm-hmm. I'm writing and producing shows. Um, these are all the people that are inhabiting my shows. Right. Are more representation of us. Right. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. we have to create our own content. We have to. Right. Because they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Well, see, that's the beauty of today's age. You know, people have web series and stuff. Like, you know, so people are taking <laughs> control in their own. You know, like, I feel like now we're kind of like, okay, I'm going to put out a web series. Child, I'm going to do a podcast. You know, I'm going to create my own stuff. You know, since the big dogs don't want to pick up the phone and call me. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's... We're making a path. Right, right. But um, now we're coming to a close. So my last question to you is, what would you tell your younger self? I think... To... Not so, not be so afraid of the world. I think there was a part of me growing up, I was afraid that if people saw me, they would never like me. Mm. Um, oh, that's deep. Which is completely not true because it is when people see me, see my. Everything, my vulnerability, my love, my hate, all those things, when they see my totality of myself, that's when they really love me. Oh. I think that's something I would just tell my younger self. This is not worry about and hiding any portion of yourself. I love that. That was so heartfelt. Oh my God. Thank you. No, because I, I feel like I relate to that too. I think that I think that the the world kind of is so hard on us, you know, it's, and it's like when you're young, you're kind of like so deathly afraid because it's like, oh my God, like my life is going to be crazy. Like they don't like people like me. You get me. So it's like when you, when you put yourself out to the public, you know, it's that can kind of be a thing that you struggle with as you're growing up, you know, where you're kind of, you know, you think to yourself like, oh, I might not ever, (laughs) you know, be accepted or I might not ever be liked or I might not ever be embraced. You see what I'm saying? So we appreciate you saying that. (laughs) I'm going to give you a Yes King award too. Yes King. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No, but um, with that being said, thank you so much for coming on to The Perfect Blend and um, just helping contribute to 
to what I'm doing as well and sharing your story and your life and your opinion, you know, with everyone about, you know, your career and just how it is being a a black queer male in the industry and um, just offering your take on that. So I really appreciate that. And I'm sure that the listeners and the audience and hopefully the viewers will appreciate that as well. And um, yeah, thank you for being here. I'm so honored to have you. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. She's a Bruin. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's been a long time coming, (laughs) but I I sincerely appreciate that so much. And I know back in the day you were my mentor. I'd be like, oh, I need help. (laughs) Back when I was on my little PR back in the day, child, I was like, how do I do this? How do I do that? But yeah, rooting for you all the time. Oh, thank you. I'm rooting for you too, my love. Thank you so much. And hopefully, you want to come back in the future if you want to come and kick it with your girl. Or do a part two, you see what I'm saying? The invite is always there. You always have a seat here. Because, you know, I already gave you a Yes King Award. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> you are more than welcome to be here. And I hope that you really enjoy spending time today and sharing with me here. So, yes. Alrighty, y'all. Well, we're going to check out. Thank you so much to tuning for tuning into The Perfect Blend, my YouTube channel. And thank you for just... Um, rather, you're watching this via video on YouTube or audio, listening to it via audio on the podcast. Remember that the Perfect Blend podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, etc. And also Radio Republic. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review and a rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, share, comment, um, I'm a newbie to this, you know, so go easy on me. Don't be saying no crazy stuff in the comments or you will get blocked. Okay. I don't have time for that. You know, don't be disrespectful to me or Vertan. Okay. We don't have time for that. Okay. You guys, but all in all, this is all love. And I appreciate all of you for supporting uh, this platform and coming today. So thank you all. And we're all going to check out. Bye.